0: Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for, for the, the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. country. Here are your hosts,
1: Tyler and Charlie.
0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast. I'm Tyler, and it's another Picks of the Week episode, so that means I've got my co-host Charlie here to guide the ship. And Charlie is mad at me, guys, or at least was. I don't, I don't know. Are you still mad at me?
1: I'm not mad.
0: Well, I got a. Sh- oh, you annoyed. were. I got I'm a annoyed. stream of very angry text and choice words after the show was posted last week. You were angry.
1: Yeah. You. Well, because I don't. My greatest fear is that people will think I'm dumb.
0: Well, let's tell people what you're angry about. Okay. So I don't know if you. Guys, I'm sure you guys caught this. Uh, maybe you didn't, I don't know, but okay. So yes, I, uh, I, I put the, the slate of games together that we're picking each and every week and I usually do it the night before the game and I was tired and I was in a hurry trying to get to bed. So I was putting all the, the games in there with their lines and their rankings, whole nine yards so I could send that to Charlie and she could do what she does with it. And I guess it was the Auburn Mississippi State game. Yep. And I had, I listed Mississippi State as the six and a half point favorite when it was really Auburn. And you yep. read it as such because, hey, you should have checked yourself. Don't be mad at me. I should be mad at you for not doing your job. Again,
1: I don't want people to think I'm done. It was my fault.
0: No, it was my fault. It was my fault. Objectively, it was my fault.
1: Well, this is where I get up get because I was being lazy because I didn't check it.
0: I got I got some very angry text from you.
1: I mean. Well, that just shows how little I think of Auburn, that I'm like, yeah, it makes yeah, you sense. you just read, so like, yeah,
0: sure, <laughs> yeah. Like, you, like, it didn't even register.
1: Didn't even register. Because, like,
0: like, like, let's say is playing, like, Vanderbilt, and it's like, oh, yeah, Vanderbilt's the 35-point favorite over George. Like, you'd be like, huh? No, that doesn't seem right. But, like, this would be yeah. saying, like, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. You Best
1: know. miles on, you never really know.
0: Yeah. What are you doing over there? You were distracting me. I cannot do a podcast with these circumstances. i She's hungry. She's, eat, like, I, is, this, is this dinner? No, it's not dinner it's, time. Why you're ruining? You're gonna ruin. I'm mean, gonna be your dad. You're ruining your dinner. What are you doing? We're, it's we're, six. It's six ten at night.
1: But I haven't eaten since lunch at eleven thirty. Yeah, you're gonna eat
0: dinner in like an hour. Well, so self control.
1: No, I. Do you want me to scream into no, the microphone? I mean, it's it's, it's fine. People? I just
0: like you stay. Everyone eat what you need to eat, but like bananas, I just can't. Bananas make me. I might vomit in the middle of the show. You're a
1: runner. You should like bananas. No,
0: I. I actually, I used to eat banana every day for lunch. Or, I'm sorry, for breakfast, and maybe yes. that's the source of my distaste for bananas. But like, I smell a banana now, and I want to vomit. I well, can't even I'm like sorry. the mushiness of them. like the texture I ate them for years for breakfast every single day, and one day I just woke up and I was like. I can't eat these anymore.
1: I'm sorry, but I'm done with it now.
0: But it's like the the scent of it is now permeating throughout this office. Yes. I can't like, who does that? I guess I do. You bananas in here? Like, in the, like we're doing a show. How can you eat and do a show at the same time?
1: Well, no one would have known unless you said something.
0: They're, they wouldn't know it because I'm about to throw up in the middle of the show. They didn't know why.
1: Well, we can edit that out.
0: That's disgusting. I mean, it's not disgusting. Most people don't think it's disgusting. But for me, it's oh my, and like we're in a confined space here.
1: Do I need to tell you what I tell my the children I work with? Some of those thoughts just stay in your head. You don't comment on people's food choices.
0: I'm not saying like there's like, hey, it's a healthy food choice, great for you, that's awesome. I just like it, I'm just letting you know that it it does something to me and my insides. And the, well,
1: but you're an adult; you can hide that and ignore it.
0: I mean, I have a gag reflex. I I I can't control that.
1: I mean, we'll have to tell the story another time of you eating up. Pepper at a restaurant.
0: Oh, that was a jalapeno, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because people didn't believe me. I was like, if I, I'm a very picky eater. Nobody cares about this. I'm a very picky eater. I don't, I don't like tomatoes.
1: You eat like a child.
0: Well, if I get, let's say, I don't eat, I don't really eat cheeseburgers. But if I got a cheeseburger, it would be, I would say, all I want is, I want the meat, cheese, and ketchup. That's all I want. I cannot eat anything else on it. It just, I cannot do it. I can eat lettuce. I don't like lettuce. Although I eat taco salad twice a week, but. I, I'm a very picky eater, so people don't they just think I'm like joking about it, I guess. So someone's like trying to get me to eat a jalapeno, like a a whole jalapeno, and I was like, okay, watch and learn. And I ate it. And I wasn't trying to show I literally gagged up and threw up. Because I can't I can't do it. I just I can't. Anyway, sorry, I know we're way off track here. No one cares about that. Sorry. That banana just did, threw me off. Did
1: you did did we type the spreads out correctly this week?
0: I think so. I double checked them this week because I didn't want to get an angry Charlie again yeah, because yeah. that was not fun. I was trying to enjoy my, my evening out on Friday and I get this like stream of text from you and it's like, I'm sorry. And then you just wouldn't let it go. Like all weekend. Because they kept, they kept again, coming. I
1: don't want to look like a moron.
0: But like, yeah, my bad. I apologize. But like, let's, let's move on. Everybody has good? like
1: two or three insecurities. That is like number one.
0: Only two, two or, or three? Go. I got like 27. Like big ones. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Are yeah. we ready to start? Yes. Can we move are, are We're good now, you and me? We're good? Yeah. Are you okay.
1: going to
0: do a recap? Uh, yeah, real quick. So let's run through this, guys. Um, It sucks, but the college mm-hmm. football season is winding down. But our pick em challenge is not over yet. We have this week's picks, and we'll also do a bowl season picks episode. Maybe two. I we're going to break that into two episodes, depending on how many bowl games are actually played this year. So we'll do that before we declare a final winner on this season. It's pretty close. Uh, our guest host, Doug, man, he was awesome last week. He knocked it out of the park, so... Kudos to Doug. Uh, had maybe the best week of anyone all season long. He went six and one straight up and seven zero oh against the spread. The uh, Oklahoma-West Virginia game got canceled, so that's why we only had seven games. I got, got canceled like an hour after we recorded. I think uh, I matched Doug. I, I matched him straight up with a six and one week myself. The only game that each of us missed was the LSU-Florida <laughs> awesome, hilarious shoe game. Uh, but I went four and three against the spread, so I didn't quite do as well against the spread as Doug did. Charlie went four and three, both straight up and against the spread, which means that I may have some ground in the straight up standings last week. Something that I desperately needed to do with time rang out on the season. Charlie, you feeling the heat? I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. Feeling the heat? No. You don't even care, do you? No. But you do. But but you kind of do. Eh. Because you you'll t- text about it. But
1: Occasionally. But you know
0: you care, and you just don't want people to think that you care. Just in case. I think it's like a defense mechanism. Just in case you end up losing. You don't even want to think that you actually cared about I it. I
1: mean, well, my picks against the spread are just hilarious.
0: Because you don't... You you make it very clear that you do not care about the against yeah. the spread picks. Yeah. You kind of just throw something out there. But I mean,
1: it just hurts my head. By that, by the end of the week, I just don't want to think about it. Fair enough. It, I, yeah.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. But I'm coming for you. Uh, but Charlie does still sit atop mm-hmm. the straight up standings with a 64-29 record overall. But now I'm only two games back with a 62-31 and 31 straight up record myself. I am... Uh, 40, 54 and 39, 54 and 39 against the spread with Charlie coming in at 48 and 45. So uh, status quo there. Hey, you're still over 500. Like that's, I mean, it's not like elite against I'm the spread. That's pretty good. You're six games, games back. against really like, Above 500 is solid against the spread. That's not, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, you're not a sharp, but oh, pretty I'm not close. that
1: competitive, so I'm okay with
0: that. Oh, shut up. Yes, you are. No, not really. With certain things. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. um So I guess it's time for the picks.
1: All right. What do you got? Is it my turn?
0: It is your turn. It's my turn. Take the ship. Let's go. All right.
1: We're going to start with Texas A&M going to Knoxville on Saturday. The Aggies are the 14-point favorite in this one, and they are currently ranked number five in the college football playoff rankings. I think it's obvious that the Aggies will win and even cover because Tennessee has yet to show that they can score there are also rumors about Jeremy Pruitt losing his job and even Philip Fulmer yeah. being fired. Oh, old Phil. Needless to say, it isn't a pleasant week on Rocky Top right now. So, Aggies to win and cover.
0: If this game was earlier in the season, I would give Tennessee a much more realistic shot to cover this spread. And I don't know, maybe even like possibly push A&M. They pushed us for a half. But it's not early in the season. Tennessee has falling apart this year. And you're right, Charlie. I mean, Pruitt, there's all sorts of rumors swirling about him. Now you hear some things about Philip Fulmer. We'll probably hear some news on that front way one way or the other. Probably immediately after this game. I would not be shocked and then like an hour after this game, hear some news Saturday mid-afternoon, even early evening. Uh, but like but the thing is, like, is this AM offense, like AM is good. They're number five in the country, but I have told you guys several times this year, I think AM is good. They're really good on defense, but like Number five in the country, I know for like this year, they're probably they probably deserve to be number five in the country. But like they're not your typical number five team in the country. Like we finished number five each last two years. I think we would have beaten like the 2018 version of Georgia would have wiped the floor with this a And M team. 2019 when we were healthy, we would have beaten this a And M team. But you know, it's a different year. They're number five. I just don't think that they're a dominant number five team. Their offense is spotty. They're short on playmakers on the outside. Kellen Mond has been steadier this year. 18 touchdowns, only two interceptions. He's been a lot steadier. He has progressed through his time under Jimbo Fisher, but he's still not a dynamic quarterback. Completing 61% of his passes, 7.4 yards per attempt. Good numbers, solid numbers, but not elite numbers. They run the ball really, really well. That's their calling card offensively. That's become their identity but Tennessee's pretty solid against the run. They've been terrible against the pass, I and mean, they're number 11 in the SEC against the pass, but they're pretty good against the run. You've got Henry Toto running around there. a uh, and is going to have to be able to throw the ball to win this game. I, well, I, well, they're going to have to be able to throw the ball to cover the spread. They'll, they could probably win the game even if they don't throw the ball very well because Tennessee's just kind of falling apart. I think they will be able to throw the football in this game because Tennessee, again, they're, they're really bad against the pass right now. Uh, But I still still don't expect them to go out and light up the scoreboard. But I just have so many concerns about this Tennessee offense. Harrison Bailey, J.T. Shroud, they basically moved on from Guarantano. Those guys are getting the snaps right now, kind of splitting time. And they're going against the second-best defense in the conference. Honestly, if Jared Guarantano is playing this game at home, I might take Tennessee to cover this spread. I would think long and hard about it. When he's not making boneheaded, game-changing plays to help the other team, he can be pretty competent at times, but... He's not in the game. They're going with a, with a freshman and JT Shroud, who's – he's fine, I guess. And you mentioned it, Charlie. There's just so much negativity on Rocky Top. A&M is playing for far more. Um, there are some reasons why I think Tennessee could potentially cover this spread. But, like, again, with, with the issues with their pass defense, with Bailey and Shroud splitting snaps there and really getting their first series playing time, I can't really go with Tennessee to cover the spread. So give me A&M to win and cover the 14. I don't necessarily think they're going to completely blow them out, but I think they can cover the 14. Are you okay over there? I told you to not eat while we're recording a show. You guys, like, I, we're like, she's muffling a cough. She's like dying over here. Are you alive now? It
1: went down the wrong pipe. I don't know pipe. if that made it
0: through onto the recording, but I'm she's okay. over here like choking to death. What went down the wrong pipe? The water. I, I Have you ever seen, all the times that we've done a podcast, have you ever seen me eat or drink anything while I'm recording?
1: I haven't eaten since 1130 I understand. or had any no, water. No, I understand.
0: The, you, are, you have the every right to eat. I'm just saying as a... Semi-professional – we're not professionals. As an amateur podcaster, you have to know that you can't be – at least I can't eat and drink As then well, things like that happen. It's happened to me. It's okay. It's happened to me before. Now it's happened to you. Maybe you'll figure this out.
1: Gosh, stop.
0: I'm just – I'm just saying like –
1: I'm okay. Can we move yes, on? Yes, I mean you, you. don't care that I'm okay. No,
0: I do care that you're you okay. Just
1: want the show to move. Because on. you're like laughing.
0: I know you're okay. I can see your face. That so you're perfectly fine. If you were over here like groaning on the floor, dying, then yes, I would check and make sure you're okay. But you're smiling, laughing. You're well, clearly okay. Well, my default
1: is to laugh, even if I'm in pain. But you were just like so. sitting over
0: here, rocking in a chair, like choking, and like, with a smile on your face, like laughing about it. I'm like, what is Again, going on here? I
1: laugh when something is. All painful. right. Anyway, nobody
0: cares about this. Go ahead. What do we All got?
1: Right. Well, Missouri was ranked in the top twenty-five. Or at least 25 last week. But after defeating the Tigers 49-14 to last weekend, they are no longer ranked. Mizzou will travel to Starkville where the Mississippi State Bulldogs will try to get another win this season to make their record 3-7. and Missouri has a good defense, as does Mississippi State, but Mizzou... Has a better offense and I think they will be able to take home the W this weekend. So Mizzou to win and cover the one and a half. What was that? A W? The W. W. The W. The w. What? Okay. What? what is it
0: supposed I'm, to be? W. Never... W. 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 W? Yeah. The, w? Dub. the dub.
1: The dub. Man. The W. what, what is wrong with you? Nothing. Today? you are no, all no, over no, 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 no. I'm not Jeez. No,
0: I'm I think it's hilarious. I've I'm, I'm not saying W, I love it actually. I've just never heard you say that. you have don't ever have like any kind of country twang, and then you just put out a W.
1: Was it country? A W. I don't know, I don't know what
0: that was. It was interesting. I don't All think right.
1: the food has hit my system. I might have I low blood sugar. I don't. I
0: think you're delirious. You've yeah. lost your mind. Maybe the, yeah. Maybe it was low blood sugar. So is that what they? It's what you always say. Low. I don't, I don't. understand the concept of low blood sugar. I mean,
1: angry. You've never. been I, like I don't. Shaking I don't. Because you're hungry.
0: I, no, because I make sure I'm. Fed if I don't let it go that far. We
1: all don't have the convenience of working from home and.
0: You're working. You are literally working from home. You've been working from home all week. Don't even. Don't even start that.
1: Right, but not today. I was out and about.
0: You. you, No. You absolutely were working from home today. You texted me from your house saying, "Oh yes, I'm working from home. I love this." You literally texted me that.
1: No, the day seems so long. Oh my god!
0: Don't it? Okay. What? So we were talking about Missouri, Mississippi State. Yeah. Okay. Missouri, Mississippi State. So, like, yes. Yeah, so obviously, guys, we're doing all the non-championship games first, getting them out of the way. We'll do all the championship championship games a little bit later. Like these, these like non-championship games that got pushed back to championship Saturday. I I don't know what to think. Like, are how many players going to opt out? Like, what what is the situation going to be? Like, what is their motivation? I don't know what to think about these games. This is these are really hard to predict. But look, Missouri looked bad last week. Yes, we beat, as Charlie said, beat them 49-14. But that was largely, I think, because of us. We are a really good team now. <laughs> what happens when you get a quarterback, right? Um, so no, Missouri is not ready to compete against the big boys. We blew them out. Florida blew them out. They're not ready to compete against the big, t- big time teams. But Mississippi State ain't the big boys, guys. I-, I think this line is an overreaction. That Missouri's only a one and a half point favorite. I know it's on the road. But I think this is an overreaction to us whipping them last week. They had been trending up for – I know they I, – I get it. They played Arkansas and they played Vandy. I get that. But over 600 yards offense, two games leading into the game last week uh, against our dogs. Uh, I think they're healthier, more talented than Mississippi State. They're not completely healthy. They've lost some guys. But Mississippi State's been ravaged by COVID and opt-outs. So I like this Missouri team better than Mississippi State right now. It is on the road, but I, I think State at this point just wants this the season to be over. It was clearly their transition season. There's a lot of neg- there was a lot of negativity for a while around that program. guy's opting out and and really being processed by Leach. Leach made the, no bones about that. While Mizzou, like last week notwithstanding, they're trying to finish strong here. So I'm going to take the Tigers to win and also cover the. I mean, one and a half is basically a pick like, I I just don't understand this line. I think. Missouri's a top 25 last week. Mississippi State's won two games, like, and now they're a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. Like, That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think it's an overreaction, so I'm going to go with the Tigers on the road to beat the Bizarro Dogs. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal.
1: Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. This next game should be interesting, I think, or maybe not. I'm talking about LSU hosting Ole Miss with the Tigers being the one-and-a-half-point favorite. LSU was able to knock off Florida last week and knock them out of playoff contention.
0: Maybe. I mean, is there any way Florida can get in if they win the SEC? I
1: don't think so.
0: Let's say they go in there. I don't think
1: they're going to win the SEC. I don't think they will
0: either. We'll get that later. But, like, what if they happen to go in there and Bama, like, turns the ball over five times and Florida, like, beats them by three touchdowns? Yeah, no. I mean, it's not likely, but... I mean, it depends on what else happens, but I wouldn't say they're completely out. They're it's very, very, very unlikely that they'll get in. Because actually, I would say... Most
1: likely knocking them out of playoff contention. And everyone is still only talking about shoegate anyways. We'll get to Florida Alabama later. I think the excitement may have hindered the focus of LSU players this week, and they've played better last week than they have most of the season. Ole Miss is a scoring machine, so the spread is only 1.5, but I don't think the game will be that close. I, I really don't.
0: Well, I mean LSU is a half point home favorite.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it'll be that close. I think Ole Miss will win and cover.
0: Well, if Ole Miss wins, they're going to win outright, so they will.
1: I know, but I'm saying that I think that Ole Miss should be favored.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not gotcha. LSU. Okay, okay, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no. So you think the line is wrong? Yeah. Gotcha. And let's not okay.
1: forget that there are also rumors that Lane Kiffin is pursuing the head coaching position at Auburn, possibly. Yeah,
0: that's been. And also, like, it looks like Elijah Moore, their top receiver, has just. Opted out today, maybe, and there's rumors that Kenny Yaboa, their tight end, might be opting out. Those are the two best. Quitting? Yes, Quitting. I, yeah, yeah. Their two best weapons offensively. So if
1: these rumors are all true, talking about Lane Kiffin, then he's clearly not as focused on the game coming up,
0: which yeah, means the players are
1: not either. So just the drama continues. It's it's like high school, but worse.
0: Oh, but Lane, that's. I'm what just he, glad
1: I'm not living.
0: That's it. what he's all about. Yeah, he lives for that. Yeah. Like, Lane is like, he, he'd be the guy that, like, I mean, obviously he's a dude, but, like, he would should be on, like, one of those real housewives shows. Like, if there was, like, a real house Husbands or, like, whatever, like, he was that kind of dude. Yeah. Like, he'd be a perfect reality star.
1: But, anyways, I'm going with Ole Miss to win and cover, obviously.
0: Yeah, this is another line that I think is an overreaction <laughs> to last week's results. I mean, obviously, LSU going into, into the swamp and winning that game. But, guys, LSU dug deep. They, yeah, they pulled out a gutsy performance to beat Florida on the Road. I can't thank him enough for that. Glorious to see. But, guys. LSU ain't good. That's not who they are. They, they, that was just one of those games, man, that they put together. Um, and, and that's why it was so easy to laugh at Florida last week because LSU not good. I mean, they've given up over 600 yards of offense each of the last two weeks. And guys, Ole Miss has the number one overall offense in the SEC and number three in the country. LSU literally has the worst pass defense in America. The worst pass defense in America. Number 127. And Ole Miss has the number four passing offense in America. And oh yeah, Ole Miss also has the number one rushing attack. In the SEC. And I know, like, it seems like Elijah Moore looks like he's opting out. Kenny Yabo might be opting out. So that, that's a loss. Those are two big time weapons for them on offense. But you still have Matt Corral. You still have Ely. You still have Connor. You still have some weapons on that offense. They're still high powered. And this LSU defense is terrible. I mean, LSU is going to score some points because Ole Miss's defense is also terrible. But over the past several weeks, the LSU defense ha- has been really, like, just as bad as the Ole Miss defense. And they don't have anything close to as much offensive firepower to exploit Ole Miss's defensive deficiencies. So yeah, this is another one. I think I think I'm with you, Charlie. This line I don't I know it's in Baton Rouge. I get it, but it's not like it's at night. It's not like LSU's good. It's not like they're playing for anything. I think Ole Miss is the better football team. LSU's defense is tragically bad, especially against the pass. And Ole Miss is really really good throwing the football. So I mean the matchups just favor Ole Miss here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ole Miss to win this game. Um, win it outright. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this. I mean I can't even call this an upset special.
1: All right. Well, USC played well last weekend and came back to beat UCLA. Now the Trojans are ranked number 13 and will host the Oregon Ducks. I thought Oregon would be better this year, but they haven't done as well as I would have hoped. Mario Cristobal signed an extension today to stay at Oregon for how long?
0: I think six years. All
1: right, so that puts some of the rumors to bed about possibly coaching at other schools. USC is favored by a field goal and I think they will win, but I'm going with Oregon to cover. So I think it'll be a close one. Yeah, Obviously, I, the spread says it's gonna be close too. Yeah,
0: I, I've kind of gone back and forth on this game. Actually in our in our spreadsheet where we keep track of our picks, I put USC at first, but I don't know, I never think this. USC, I think they might have gotten screwed by Washington opting out of this game. Oregon and Washington never got a chance to play. I think Oregon is better than Washington. They're better offensively. Washington's pretty good on defense, or they're better on defense than Oregon is but Washington does not scare me on offense whatsoever, at least in their seasons basically over. It is over, I think. Um, So I think, I don't know. I think Oregon might be the better team here. I think USC might have gotten screwed over, but it is what it is. And USC, like they're undefeated, but it's not like USC has been a dominant force in the Pac-12 like you would think an undefeated team would be. They're only plus 142 yards on the year. Oregon actually is, I mean, statistically a little bit better. They're plus 236. And listen to this stat, guys. USC, they beat Arizona State, Arizona, and UCLA, three teams that are combined four and ten this year. They beat those three teams by combined ten points. They are not a dominant, undefeated team like you would normally think of an undefeated USC team that's kind of running through the pack 12 That's not exactly what's happened. Now, Oregon has started on defense. I've watched them a couple times this year, but they have the best offense in the league statistically. USC, it, it, they're really talented on offense. And so they'll probably push the the Oregon defense, and they'll put some points up. But again, they've barely gotten by in multiple games against teams that aren't very good, and that's because they cannot run the football. They're a one-dimensional offense. Last three weeks, they've they rushed for 93 yards, five yards, and 100 yards. They are a one-dimensional offense. Now that that one dimension is pretty good with Keaton Slovis at, at quarterback. You got Drake London at receiver. You've got. Uh, St. Brown. I mean, they, they got a number of guys. You got Tyler Vaughn. I mean, they got some really good weapons out out wide, but they cannot run the football. And Oregon has had trouble stopping the run. Like when when Oregon has struggled on defense, they've struggled against the run. And USC is dead last in the Pac-12 in rushing offense. And Oregon can run the football, guys. They're fourth in the league in rushing offense, second in passing offense. They're much more balanced offensively. I think they have the better coaching staff. There's probably going to be a boost from Cristobal. You know deciding to sign the extension at least for now, stay at Oregon. I don't think they have anything to lose in this game. They're excited for the opportunity. I think Oregon comes out on Friday night. And I think they beat USC and uh, I don't want to say ruin USC's dream season because USC's not going to get in the playoffs anyway. But Oregon comes in and then they uh, they win this game. And I think that you go into next year with Clay Helton, even though they were undefeated the regular season, I think you go into next year with Clay Helton again on the hot seat. Just one of those guys perpetually on the hot seat.
1: Alright, well, it's been a while since Ohio State played, and this will only be their sixth game of the season, if I got that right? I
0: think that's correct, yes. Yeah,
1: the Big Ten even changed the rules so the Buckeyes could play in this game. Of course, I'm talking about the Big Ten championship matchup between Ohio State and Northwestern. Ohio State is ranked number four in the college football playoff rankings, and they are favored by 20.5 in this game. Northwestern is ranked 14 and has been playing pretty well this season. They're the underdog, but they're going to be coming for blood, and it's always fun to ruin someone's season, right? That's always fun. Always fun.
0: (laughs) Especially when it's a team that kind of dominates the conference.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Northwestern can beat Ohio State. However, the Buckeyes are a 20-and-a-half point favorite, and their defense is not that great. I think Northwestern will make it interesting, so I'm going with Ohio State to win with Northwestern covering the 20-and-a-half. I really wish Northwestern had the ability to win. But hey, they can.
0: Hey, LSU beat Florida in the swamp. They can win.
1: Yeah. It's likely? Not, no. It's not likely. It's I'm not going to pick them to win. But I will be cheering for them and rooting for them.
0: Oh, absolutely. I of mean, course. I love their uniforms. Oh, the, I, You want to talk yeah.
1: about uniforms? I like Northwestern's uniforms.
0: I'm surprised you brother Yeah, Northwestern's like, got it's awesome It's like the uniforms. only
1: time you should have a horizontal stripe.
0: On it's a body. unique look. I like it. I, like, I mean, Northwestern, I mean, I have nothing. Mean, hey, Northwestern, good for them. I, I, I love Chicago. Big fan of the city of Chicago. I know they're not in Chicago, but close enough. Yeah, I hope Northwestern wins this game. But, I mean, we, you, as you mentioned, Ohio State is just vastly superior from a talent and a statistical standpoint. But here's the thing. I don't know if you – did you see the news today? Apparently, your boy Rick Neuheisel. You love Rick Neuheisel.
1: Yeah, I haven't eaten. I haven't checked the news. If I haven't eaten I know,
0: so you, yeah. in
1: seven hours, yes, I okay. haven't checked
0: the news. Well, your boy Rick Neuheisel broke some news this morning. He said, like, he said one of the star wide receivers at Ohio State – um, is not going to be playing on Saturday because he tested positive for COVID. And Sports Illustrated followed up with an article later in the day saying that uh, a prominent starter on offense, so maybe there's it one. That, it's probably Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson tested positive, and a bunch of other players tested positive, so they might not have a full roster. Mm. And now no one's saying about the game being canceled, but
1: oh, let's go Northwestern. But I
0: mean, look, even with that, I mean, we'll make it a little closer, maybe. But hey. like, yeah, I mean, maybe. Let, but, let, but that's, that's something – like, Ohio State's still going to win. But, like, to cover? I mean, I don't know. It's just – this is what I'm talking about. It's so hard in the COVID era to make these picks because you don't know who's going to walk out there actually ready and able to play. I don't know. It's tough, but I don't know. But Ohio State's still vastly superior. And guys, Northwestern, like, I, I, I like Northwestern, the good solid team, but they're a completely average team. Outside of Week 1 versus Maryland, when they destroyed Maryland, they just absolutely wiped the floor. I mean, it was like 43-3, to something like that outside of week one versus Maryland, they've been outgained on the year. Outgained by 67 total yards in the year. Their defense is good. They're a top 15 defense, but they have no offensive firepower. They're more efficient offensive than they were last year. Peyton Ramsey has kind of at least stabilized them at quarterback, but they're still like, they're just not good on offense. 100th nationally in total offense, 97th nationally in plays of 20 plus yards. They have no firepower, no explosives whatsoever. More efficient, but I mean, how, much, how far is that going to get you against Ohio State? I think the only way Ohio State loses this game is if they have a turnover fest. I'm talking like six or seven turnovers. Uh, Justin Fields gets hurt in the game. Or this COVID outbreak that I'm hearing about is potentially worse than what's being reported. I think those are the only three things that could possibly happen for them to lose this game. So I think they win. And like, I don't I don't feel confident with the cover because of this potential COVID news. But I don't know. We haven't heard anything hard on that. So until I hear more on that, I'm, I'm going to take Ohio State to cover the 20 and a half. I think they can win by three touchdowns.
1: All right. In the Big 12 Championship, we have number 10 Oklahoma as the five-point favorite, taking on number 6 Iowa State. Oklahoma has not looked like the Oklahoma we've seen the past four or so years, and I think that gives Iowa State a good chance of winning. Both teams are going to come out hot and ready to play. There aren't any coaching rumors swirling around these two teams, which means they have been more focused than other teams around the country this week. I really don't want Oklahoma to win, and I don't think they will. So I'm going to go with that. Iowa State with the upset.
0: Thank you for picking that one because so I'm going to gain a game on you here. I'm going to gain a game on you. Let's go. Uh, these are two good teams, guys. Try, that's not a bad pick. Iowa State is a good team. Um, but if you look at them, their uh, their total yards differential. Iowa State's plus 1,019 yards in the year. Oklahoma's plus 1,455 yards. And, guys, don't look now, but Oklahoma finally has a defense. If they had this defense – any of the past three years, they would have won a national championship. I'm telling you, they would have. They're number 16 nationally in total defense, number two in the Big 12, number 19 in defense efficiency, number four nationally in rush defense, all you have 88 yards a game. Their defense, this is a totally different Oklahoma-style defense. Alex, Alex Grinch, it took a little while, but he has gotten this defense playing at a high, high level, at least relative to what Oklahoma normally plays. But the thing is, this year, you're right, Charlie, it's a different Oklahoma team. Defense is much, much, much better. But their offense isn't nearly as dominant. They're only averaging, I say only, it's still really good, but averaging 6.71 yards per play offensively. That's down from the last three years they finished number one in the country each last three years in yards per play offensively, 7.96 yards per play last year, 8.6 and 8.3. They're down pretty significantly from that this year. And it makes sense you have a first-time starter at quarterback. They don't have one of those guys. It's kind of just a re-made quarterback. Spencer Rattler's gotten better. He's gonna be really good, but he's still a young guy. And I know that Iowa State won the first game. I get that. I mean, they're very capable of beating Oklahoma. Charlie, they could win this game. But this Oklahoma team right now is a different team than the Week 3 version of Oklahoma. They've got some key contributors back from suspension. Ramondre Stevenson at running back, who's their best running back. Ronnie Perkins is is their best defensive player. Two difference makers, one on each side of the ball, back in this game that did not play in the first game against Iowa State. Spencer Rattler has gotten better. He's continued to improve as the season has progressed in his first year as a starting quarterback. And Iowa State, guys, what do they do well? They run the football. Brees Hall is the leading rusher in the Big 12, but Oklahoma, this is a matchup problem for them. They run the ball really well, but Oklahoma has the best rush defense in the Big 12. I'm not saying that Iowa State won't be able to run the ball at all, but I don't think they're going to be able to run wild on this Oklahoma rush defense, which is, I mean, averaging only 88 yards a game allowed running the football. Um, Iowa State's good against, against the run as well. They're number two in, uh, in the Big 12 and rush defense. So I think whoever has more success running the football wins this game, and I think that's going to be Oklahoma because they, they can threaten Iowa State more with the pass, with the passing game. They're a little bit more balanced. I think that's going to allow them to run the football a little bit more. I think this is going to be potentially the most competitive game of the day. it be a really exciting game to watch. I'm really excited to watch this one, actually. But I'm going to go with the Sooners to win what their seventy third Big Twelve title in a row, something like that. Is that where we're at? I, I mean, don't have lot, know. I, I, that, why do they even have a conversation? Just give it to Oklahoma every year. Yeah, it, just, it doesn't even matter. Just give it to Oklahoma. So yeah, I think they win it again. All
1: right. Well, the matchup of the week will be number three Clemson taking on number two Notre Dame. Obviously, this is a rematch from earlier this season, which Clemson lost. The Tigers are a ten and a half point favorite on Saturday, and they will have Trevor Lawrence in this game. Unlike the first game. When he was out due to COVID. I think because it's later in the season with more practice and reps under their belts that Clemson is going to beat the Irish on Saturday. I know it's possible for Notre Dame to win this one, but I just think the revenge factor weighs so heavily. It's just so hard to beat a team in two match-ups times. Like yeah. this. Well, I mean, when people have had you circled on your calendar sure, sure. since what, week like three or something? Yeah, but like. I mean, it was early in But the how season. much does that
0: matter when it's the championship game? Like. They're already going to be pumped for this game, but you're right. Right, it, but I think yeah. it adds
1: a whole nother layer. Sure, sure. So, I mean, remember when we lost to Auburn in 2017?
0: Absolutely, And then yeah. we played them again yes. in the Yes, we also had Gus Malzon saying, we beat the dog crap out of them, didn't we?
1: Right, but, you know. How's that working for you now, Gus? We rolled Auburn.
0: We rolled them, yes. Yes, and yes. I, I think we were the, a lot of
1: that was due to, fair. we want to show you what we really are. Fair. Because... Again, teams are not as good as they are on their best day and they're not as bad as they are on their worst day. You nailed the landing.
0: Yeah, that's actually a good good analogy. We were better than Auburn that year and we lost on the road because things got out Mm -hmm. of control and then went on a neutral Mm site. We won the game. Yeah, fair. Good analogy. So in the end, it makes
1: focusing and practicing that much easier when you have a team circled on your calendar because they beat you earlier in the season. A little something extra. Clemson's been waiting. So Clemson to win and cover.
0: Yeah, this is – God, you're right, Charlie. This is the mashup of the day. Like, Since when is like – it's always the SEC that's like the college football playoff play, play-in game, right? The past couple of years, it's like whoever wins the SEC is getting in.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But this year, it's the ACC, and that's yep. that's weird. That's weird, but it's, it's going to be a great game, man. I'm really excited for this one.
1: It's I, only because Notre Dame's in the conference this season. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. And that's uh, probably going to be a one-time – I'm sure it'll be a one-time thing. Did, did you say you picked Notre Dame to cover? No. You got Clemson to cover? Yeah. Okay, that's a big spread, ten and a half. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Roll. Okay. You know they're gonna roll. Okay. All right. Well, these are two elite teams, and they they, they but as I know that we, people don't like Notre Dame, and for whatever reason, I get that, but this is a really good Notre Dame team. You gotta give them some credit. Uh, total yards differential, Clemson is plus two thousand twenty three yards on the year, and a ten game season. That's crazy. Did they even play against it? They might have only played nine games. Notre Dame is plus 1598 on the year. Two elite teams. These are these teams deserve to be in the top four right now. Uh, we know, as Charlie mentioned, that Notre Dame won in double overtime in the first matchup, but a couple of factors here. That was in South Bend. No Trevor Lawrence. Now, DJ Uyungale played really well in that game. I don't know how much of a factor Trevor Lawrence would have been if he played because DJ Uyungale was not the reason they lost that game. Uh, they also had multiple defensive stars. I think that was more of a factor in Clemson losing that game than Trevor Lawrence not playing. Uh, but those, but that's the thing. Trevor Lawrence is playing in this game. It's not in South Bend. It's in Charlotte. It's at a neutral side that's much closer to Clemson. Uh, those defensive stars are going to be back in this game. And statistically, this is a great matchup, man. Like this is a this is an awesome matchup. Notre Dame is borderline top ten in rushing offense. They're number eleven nationally with Kyron Williams, Chris Tyree, and Ian Book. And Clemson's number eleven, borderline top ten in rush defense. It's a great matchup there. Uh, these two teams are number one and number two respectively. Clemson number one, Notre Dame number two in the ACC in total defense. Number one and number three in yards per play allowed. Number two and number three in the ACC in total offense. Statistically, this is an awesome matchup. It's very evenly matched. So in a game like this that is so evenly matched, from that statistical standpoint, what I typically do is I defer to the team with more difference makers. And I think that team is Clemson. I'm with you, Charlie. Ian Book has been very good this year. He's taken it to another level. He's been very good. Trevor Lawrence is just better, though. He's more of a difference maker. Kyron Williams at running back for Notre Dame has been really, really good this year but Travis Etienne is just better. Travis Etienne hasn't had the year that he that he probably expected coming back this year, but he's still the all-time leading rusher in ACC history. And there's been some really good running backs in the ACC. Uh, Javon McKinley, a receiver for Notre Dame, has been good, but Amari Rogers for Clemson is better. They just have more difference makers on this team, so that's why I'm taking Clemson to win, but Notre Dame is legit, guys, and, and they're going to fight in this game, and I think they're going to cover the 10.5. That hook, that hook gets me, so I'm going to take Notre Dame... To um to cover this spread I'm um, Clemson by 10, maybe? Touchdown right. to 10, 7 to 10 points.
1: Alright. Well, the SEC championship matchup has number one Bama as a 13 and a half point favorite against the Florida Gators. After last weekend, when Florida was embarrassed by LSU, Dan Mullen showed poor leadership skills in his reaction to Shoegate. And he still is, because you sent me a tweet earlier today yeah, did you see that about how. They what was it? Um, the second
0: pulled up here. They somebody yeah. asked him like, "Do you think you can, if you win the S C championship game, are you going to get into the college football playoff?" Even though you have two losses and you lost to um, you lost to a bad LSU team. And his response was quote We'll think about that on Saturday night after we win." Yeah,
1: he just can't help. He just up. simply like yeah. Is it
0: is it stupidity or errors? I don't like.
1: I think it's
0: both. You can think that, And His players were saying those things. His players have gone out publicly and because said, "We're he going says to win." Those I know so exactly. They think
1: it's okay right, to exactly. say them.
0: That's the problem. And you're giving like, all right, you're giving Alabama and board material. Yeah. What are you doing, Nick Saban? Yeah, this is the master motivator. What on earth are you yeah. doing?
1: Well, I think the Gators have probably had trouble focusing this week, and that will certainly contribute to their lack of preparation for Saturday. I think Kyle's pits absence last weekend showed that Kyle Pitts is the all-star and Kyle Trask is just an average quarterback
0: oh um, just average
1: I mean he's probably I mean
0: he's put up insane numbers he's one of the top yes two.
1: but look at the yes look like, at who he has around right. him. I think
0: it's more of, he's he does he a, has he,
1: great skill players he's
0: got great skill players he's got a great coordinator he's got a great coach and offensive coach that's schemed up this the system very well right but he's a really good 5th for that he's been really accurate with the football doesn't all the, ball all down. the stars
1: yes. are aligning, yes. but if, if you know... I will
0: say, if Jay Fromm was in that offense, Jay Fromm would put up some he numbers. He threw
1: for lots of yards on Saturday, but Kyle Pitts wasn't there, and they still didn't win. So... I but, but
0: does that not say that maybe Kyle Pitts is in his port if he still threw but for 475? But
1: receivers around him.
0: Well, Kadarius Toney. Kadarius yeah. Tony was... Like, it, it, that's what makes him tough. Is, and I'm going to mention this in my breakdown here. Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts together, both working out of the slot... That's a nightmare,
1: right? Yeah. So, but they have good skill players, you know. But anyways, I think Bama is bigger, stronger, and the Tide has better skill players. So I'm going with Bama to win and cover. And I hope they just roll. And I hope the Gators just
0: fall yeah. apart. Yep. You'll see Dan Wall, like melt down Let's the sideline.
1: Three losses for Florida. Let's go.
0: That'd be incredible. Oh my God. If they, if it, God, if Bama won by 50, Jesus, that'd be incredible. This is not gonna happen. But if they won by like four touchdowns, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, anyway, I know after the shoe game, people are going to be discounting Florida. I get that. Makes sense. But in a strange way, don't you think Charlie, a game like that has a way of kind of grabbing by the shoulders and shaking you to attention? Like when you lose a game like that, doesn't that sharpen your focus in the next game because you want to make amends for that? You want to make up for that?
1: I think it depends on the leadership. True. Because if the leadership can provide a focused environment that is Making the players feel confident, but not overly confident. I think that that's important. I think that when your ego is inflated, you start to think, oh, well, I don't have to go and practice hard. I, I can just. I think do- they'll practice
0: hard, but okay. I. But I get what you said, the leadership, the way the way it's framed by the leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But I think there's a world where Florida comes out firing on all cylinders in this game. They're going to be fired up for this game regardless. But that, I think losing the LSU like that, the embarrassment, the humiliation, I think like you could go in the tank after that, possibly, but I think it's probably more likely they come out with a little extra juice. Um, but I don't know if that really matters. Bama is the more talented team. Uh, they're slightly better offensively from a, a, a statistical standpoint, and they're significantly better on defense. But Florida has two guys, as I was mentioning, like that make them extraordinarily difficult to defend. Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Toney. What makes them so tough to defend is that those are two guys that are difference makers out of the slot. You put Tony in the slot, you put Pitts in the opposite slot, and that's that makes it really, really difficult to defend them because no linebacker or safety can handle those guys. None of them can. It, 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 maybe like if, if you only have one of those guys, if you only have Pitts or Tony, like that maybe you can do something to scheme it up. And, but that's tough enough. But two of those guys. I don't think Bama's going to have an answer either, because no one's had an answer all year long. And I think, uh, even go back to like when we did our Bama preview show, when we were playing them, I think, I still think that Bama, if there's a vulnerability on that defense, I think it's from the slot. I think Malachi Moore is a true freshman. He's certainly grown up a little bit, a true freshman at the star position, Daniel Wright, Jordan Battle. I don't think any of them can match up with Tony Orpitz. I think those guys are going to put up big numbers. I think Florida's going to score some points. But I just believe Alabama is going to score more. Uh, Bama, now their defense, I don't, I still don't know what to think about this defense because I told you guys, like go back to October when we were playing them. We did the preview show. The Alabama defense had holes all up and down that defensive roster, but they've been better since they haven't given up more than 352 yards or more than 17 points since we played them in October. But saying that, I don't know what to think because they haven't played an offense with a pulse. I mean, when you play Tennessee and you're playing Mississippi State and you're playing Kentucky and you're playing Arkansas and you're playing LSU, none of those offenses have a pulse. So, like, it's tough to judge how much they really have improved. But when I watch them play, I'm using the eye test here, they're playing better than they were. Guys are growing up. Guys are doing a better job. Uh, of rushing the passer, of of covering out of the slot, linebackers are doing a better job defending the run. They're doing, they're playing better, but I just don't, like it's tough to know how much better when the competition has been what it's been since they played us in October. But the thing is, guys, Florida can't run the football. They are, they have had a dynamic passing attack this year. I mean, Kyle Kyle Trask, justifiably so, is certainly in the Heisman conversation. I think the shoe the shoegate game might have knocked him out of that, but. They've been dynamic throwing the football, again, mainly because of Pitts and Tony, but, but trash has been a big part of that as well. I gotta give him credit. Um, but they can't run the football. They are a one-dimensional offense. And that dimension has been enough for them most of the time this year. But when they play good defenses, it hasn't been enough. I know when they played us, they were able to put a lot of points, but we were the walking wounded. We've talked about that. Against AM, that one dimension was not enough. They're only 11th in the SEC in rushing offense. And that's why Alabama will beat them. Florida can be run on. Their defense can be run on. Any team with a decent rushing attack this year has been able to run on them, and Bama is third in the league in rushing. I think Bama is going to be able to run on them. I think that uh, Bama will be able to stifle the Florida rushing attack, and I think Florida is going to be one-dimensional, and one-dimensional teams typically don't fare very well against Nick Saban's defenses. 13.5 is a big number, though, because Florida can score, and I think they will score in this game. They're too dynamic in the passing attack to not score, so that gives me a little bit of pause picking out Bama to cover, but... I don't know, man. I think the Florida defense is has a has a lot of holes. They can't run the football. Bama's just they're more balanced offensively. They have better talent on defense. They're better coached. I'm gonna go with Alabama to win, definitely. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take them to cover the 13 and a half. I don't know if they'll blow them out like 21 points, like some people are predicting after the LSU game. But think that might be a little bit of an overreaction. But I think they'll win this game pretty comfortably by the end of the game. Alright, All right. that's it. That's it, guys. Alright, well, we're getting we're getting to the uh end of the season here. It sucks, but we've got a couple more of these episodes. We'll do it for bowl season. Hopefully, there will be a bowl season. I think there will be. We'll see how many games there are, but it'll be a lot of fun this weekend watching all these championship games and seeing how everything's going to shake out, and uh, I guess when we come back next week, we'll know our bowl location, which I laid out this week for people what the possibilities yeah. were, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, we need all these pieces to fall into place, and we'll uh, certainly be back next week to cover all of that stuff. I wish we had a game this weekend, but COVID yay 2020 yay is what it is but hope you guys have a great weekend enjoy your football saturday we i guess this is the last real true football saturday so live it up guys enjoy it even if the dogs aren't playing it is football we gotta enjoy while we got it but thanks for listening guys we always appreciate it for charlie i'm tyler and as always go dogs